Music with a message on the Messenger of Good News, AM850 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. Gary Duncan with you today. This is the Midday Moments program, and it's time for our Moment in Faith segment with Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Hi, Doug. Hi, Gary, and good afternoon to you. And the same We're, to you. Good afternoon. And yeah. uh, what's on your mind to talk about today? Well, uh, as I've been doing in recent weeks, what I've been doing is I've been reflecting back on uh, what it is that we heard in the scripture readings from the Sunday before. And uh, so let me start out with one of those scripture readings and uh, show you what, uh, how the words at the end of this reading uh, are the basis for a hymn. Okay, sounds like a great um, plan. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes preachers write hymns uh, based upon a sermon text. And so they preach, and then they sing at the end of the sermon. And we got a good example uh, from a reading from last Sunday. This is the story of the God's calling of the prophet Isaiah. And we heard in Isaiah chapter 6, And the foundations of the thresholds shook, at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost. I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then I said, Here am I, send me. Does that last line sound familiar? Yes, it does. Yes, <laughs> because that's the line at the end of uh, of a hymn. Right. Here I am, yeah. Lord. Send me. Here I am. Send me. Yep. And so um, anyway, here's here's the hymn written on uh, the, that last line. Okay. Hark the voice of Jesus crying, who will go and work today? Fields are white and harvest waiting, who will bear the sheaves away? Loud and long the master calleth, rich rewards he offers thee. Who will answer gladly, saying, here am I, send me, send me. And, of course, there's a story behind the hymn. It seems like there's a story behind a whole bunch of hymns. <laughs> Here, here's yeah, the story and the, neat, the neat thing is you know a lot of these stories. It's, it's, well, a, it's, it's such a pleasure to hear them. Of, that's because I got a lot of good books. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I noticed uh, on email today that uh, Concordia Publishing House is, uh, is about to publish another one based upon the stories behind 40 hymns. Well, cool. Um, Sounds like something I better order. Yeah, I think so. So we can keep on with this program. Mm -hmm. At any rate, here's the story. Daniel March, a congregational pastor in Philadelphia, was asked to speak at the Philadelphia Christian Association meeting on October 18, 1868. Finding no suitable hymns for his sermon text, Isaiah 6, verse 8, he composed this original hymn shortly before the service, where it was sung from manuscript. It was first included in Robert Lowry's hymn, Bring Jewels for the Sunday School, published in 1869. Well, there's another verse that Pastor March wrote that didn't make it into some of the hymnals. Here's the verse. 
If you cannot cross the ocean and the heathen lands explore, you can find a heathen nearer. You can help them at your door. If you cannot give your thousands, you can give a widow's might. And the least you give for Jesus will be precious in his sight. We're told that this stanza has been called into question because its lines are ambiguous. It is possible to interpret them wrongly. And that's why it was not included among other places in our hymnal that was published in 1941. However, in 1968, the text of this hymn was revised uh, for the publication of the Lutheran Book of Worship. In our Lutheran service book in 2006, Pastor Stephen Stark uh, rewrote three of the four stanzas to the hymn. Entirely rewrote them. Mm -hmm. Pastor Stark's. He just spoke on uh, hymnody at the uh, seminary over the weekend. So, well, he's he's written like four hundred hymns. Yeah. So, um, so apparently he's got some good credentials. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one of his new stanzas to this to this hymn. Some take up his task in mourning to the Lord's responding soon. Some are called in heat of midday, others late in afternoon. Even as the sun is setting, some are sent into the fields, there to gather in the bounty that God's word so richly yields. This stanza sounds like Jesus' parable of the workers in the vineyard. Remember, the master of the vineyard hired workers at different hours in the day, since there was still work to be done. And then all the workers got paid at the same amount at the end of the day. The parable ends with those who were hired first grumbling at the master of the vineyard. And it goes like this in Matthew chapter 20. On receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I chose to give to the last worker as I gave to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge me for my generosity? So, the last will be first, and the first last. The point, I think the point for the whole hymn too, is that Jesus isn't calling professional church workers or foreign missionaries exclusively to respond to his calling. It may be something that comes up in our lives when we least expect it. Disciples, after all, are students. That's how you can, that's how you can take that word in the Bible and make it into normal English. The word disciples means students. If the disciples could be called uneducated common men by those who criticized them in the book of Acts, then any one of us can respond to the calling of Jesus saying, here am I, send me. This could be anywhere, any place, or with anyone. And that's the point I'd like to make, that uh, this hymn um, and these Bible readings talk to us about God's calling all of us and not just those who have expensive educations, <laughs> as my wife likes to call it, or, or, or credentials. 
Um, and, and I just love that uh, quote from Acts chapter 4, that the disciples themselves were discredited because they were con- uh, dis- deceived, de- conceived to be uneducated common men. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up our sure. segment today? Okay, let's do that. Lord, help us to be disciples, no matter where or when. Help us to see your priorities of the last to be first, and then to follow you. For we pray in the name of Jesus, who one who teaches us the truth. Amen. Amen. What are we talking about next week? Well, next week, once again, we're going to continue on with the Sunday reading. Next week, we're looking at St. Luke's Sermon on the Plain as opposed to the sermon we remember from St. Matthew's Gospel more vividly, and that is the Sermon on the Mount. There are some subtle differences. Uh, To do this, we're going to start looking at a hymn. And I was looking, Gary, I really was, to try and find a hymn that, that talks about blessed are the poor in spirit and the rest of that. I thought, surely somebody's written a hymn about that. And I finally found one, but I found it in another hymnal. It isn't in ours. And the, and, the, and the hymn is titled, Blessed Are They, written by David Haas. I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great week, Doug. You too, Gary. God bless you. We are listener-supported KFUO. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and this talk segment, along with our other talk programs here on KFUO. You can find those as podcasts. Wherever you get your podcast, just search out KFUO Radio.